It's Thursday, February 12, 2015. Uh, this week, the House will continue to focus on the people's priorities. Eleventh time's the charm. Republicans pass Keystone Pipeline Bill again. The magnitude of this deal is very, very big. Apple invests big in solar. It feels like we're under assault by Mother Nature. Record snow in Boston, with more on the way. State records reveal some disturbing news about California's drinking water. Oil companies dumping toxic waste into California's aquifers. Plus, estimates are that the monarch butterfly population has decreased 90% since the 1990s. Uncle Sam wants you to help save the monarch butterfly. All of those desperate pleas and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Even a president's own State Department. Uh, we'll say that it creates 42,000 new jobs. No, Mr. Speaker, the State Department doesn't say that. Uh, but instead of uh, listening to people, the president's standing with a bunch of left-fringe extremists and anarchists. Anarchists? The president needs to listen to the American people and say, yes, let's build the Keystone Pipeline. Actually, it's only a minority of Americans that want to build the Keystone XL Pipeline. But whatever, you know how those anarchists are. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, just to clear up a fact here, the State Department did not find that the Keystone XL pipeline would create 42,000 new jobs. But to be fair, it did find that it would create 34 new jobs. So Speaker John Boehner is only off by about 41,900 and something. Yeah, he's fudging the numbers. Just on a that. little, you think? Yeah. <laughs> but then again, you're an extreme leftist or an anarchist. So what do you know? Well, I do know that the House of Representatives passed the Senate's Keystone XL pipeline bill on Wednesday to force approval of the controversial pipeline from Canada. 29 Democrats in the House voted yes. One Republican, Justin Amash of Michigan, voted no. Why did he vote no? He said he's against special special legislation for one private company to bypass the regulatory process. Good for Congressman Amash. A little bit of intellectual honesty there. Appreciated. Doesn't matter because President Obama has still promised to veto and they still don't have enough votes to override that. Meanwhile, renewable energy is booming in the good, not explosive kind of way. Apple Computer CEO Tim Cook announced this week that Apple is investing $850 million to build a massive new solar farm. It's part of the company's goal to be 100% powered by renewable sources. All of Apple's data centers are already powered by renewables. Historic snowfall across the Boston area from a freight train of extreme storms with another on the way is straining the city's infrastructure and blowing a hole in its budget. I've never seen anything like it. They're calling it Stormageddon and it feels like we're under assault by Mother Nature. Boston has received twice its average snowfall in just the past three weeks alone and removing all that polluted snow is costing the city money. Some can be dumped in the ocean, but officials are now preparing for flooding when it melts. Boston's just the latest American city to discover it is not ready to deal with these extreme weather events. And in fact, a Department of Homeland Security official testified at a Senate hearing this week that total economic losses from extreme weather events over the last 30 years have cost the U.S. $1.5 trillion, trillion with a T, dollars. 
Too bad Boston can't ship that snow to California or Alaska. In Alaska, lack of snow has forced the Iditarod sled dog race to move its route for only the second time in over 40 years. And across the West, record warm winter temperatures are waking up grizzly bears early from their winter hibernation, according to rangers in Yellowstone National Park in Wyoming. And in California, where the state is heading into its fourth year of historic drought, an AP investigation has found not only did California state regulators allow oil companies to inject production fluids and wastewater into federally protected aquifers, they allowed it more than 2,500 times. They're injecting wastewater right beside an area where a farmer is pumping up irrigation water. State officials say there's no evidence that water wells have been contaminated, but they have acknowledged the mistake and have begun shutting down some of those wells. Finally, monarch butterfly populations in North America have dropped 90 percent due to the exponential increase in the use of herbicides by farmers over the last 20 years. That's killed off milkweed, the monarch's food source. But good news, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service wants your help. We can make habitat for the monarch butterfly in backyards, in schoolyards, in city, county, state, and national parks. And the magic is that if we make the habitat, monarch butterflies will come. So I'm just supposed to plant milkweed in my backyard? Yeah, that is actually U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Director Dan Ash. It's a new $3 million habitat restoration program. They want everybody to plant milkweed from Texas to Minnesota. Okay, do I get any of those $3 million? No, you don't get $3 million for doing it. Well, then I'll think about it. For much more on that story and the ones we couldn't get to this week, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help the Green News Report stay on your public airwaves and plant some milkweed. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Green News Report.